Saint Athanasius of the Incarnation of the Word of God, Chapter 3, The Divine Dilemma and Its Solution in the Incarnation, Continued, Section 11. When God the Almighty was making mankind through His own Word, Word with a capital W, He perceived that they, owing to the limitation of their nature, could not of themselves have any knowledge of their artificer. The incorporeal and the uncreate. He took pity on them, therefore, and did not leave them destitute of the knowledge of himself, lest their very existence should prove purposeless. For of what use is existence to the creature if it cannot know its maker? How could men be reasonable beings if they had no knowledge of the word and reason of the Father through whom they had received their being? They would be no better than the beasts had they no knowledge save of earthly things. And why should God have made them at all? if he had not intended them to know him. But in fact, the good, the good God has given them a share in his own image, that is, in our Lord Jesus Christ, and has made even themselves after the same image and likeness. Why? Simply in order that through this, this gift of God-likeness in themselves, they may be able to perceive the image absolute, that is, the Word Himself, that's all capitals, and through Him to apprehend the Father, which knowledge of their Maker is for men the only really happy and blessed life. But as we have already seen, men, foolish as they are, thought little of the grace they had received and turned away from God. They defiled their own souls so completely that they not only lost their apprehension of God, but invented for themselves other gods of various kinds. They fashioned idols for themselves in place of the truth and reverenced things that are not rather than God who is, as St. Paul says, worshipping the creature rather than the creator. Moreover, and much worse, they transfer the honor which is due to God to material objects such as wood and stone and also to man. And further, even than that, they went, as we said in our former book, indeed so impious were they that they worshipped evil spirits as gods in satisfaction of their lusts. They sacrificed brute beasts and immolated men as the just due of these deities, 
thereby bringing themselves more and more under their insane control. See, even the birds are frantic about these things that we've done to ourselves as human beings. Let's read on. Magic arts also were taught among them. Oracles in sundry places led men astray. And the cause of everything in human life was traced to the stars. As though nothing existed but that which could be seen. In a word, impiety and lawlessness were everywhere. And neither God nor His Word, the capital W, was known. Yet he, has, yet he had not hidden himself from the sight of men, nor given the knowledge of himself in one way only. But rather he had unfolded it in many forms and in many ways. I'm thinking of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 in the Amplifiers, which says that in many forms and in many different ways, each of which setting forth a portion of the truth, God had spoken to us, or God has spoken to us. He's spoken to us in and of and through the prophets to our fathers. Okay, that was from our memory, but here's the actual Amplified. In many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth and in different ways. God spoke of old to our fathers in and by the prophets. Section 12. God knew the limitations of mankind, you see, and though the grace of being made in his image was sufficient to give them knowledge of the word, and through him of the Father as a safeguard against the neglect of this grace, he provided the works of creation also as means by which the Maker might be known. Nor was this all. Man's neglect of the indwelling grace tends ever to, be in, to increase. And against this further frailty also, God made provision by giving them a law and by sending the prophets, men whom they knew. Thus, if they were tardy in looking up to heaven, they might still gain knowledge of their Maker from those close at hand. For men can learn directly about higher things from other men. Three ways thus lay open to them, by which they might obtain the knowledge of God. They could look up into the immensity of heaven, and by pondering the harmony of creation come to know its ruler, the word of the Father, whose all-ruling providence makes known the Father to all. Or if this was beyond them, they could converse with holy men and through them learn how to know God, the artificer of all things, the Father of Christ, and so recognize 
the worship of idols as the negation of the truth and full of impiety or else in the third place they could cease from lukewarmness and lead a good life merely by knowing the law for the law was not given only for the Jews nor was it solely for their sake that God sent the prophets though it was to the Jews that they were sent and by the Jews that they were persecuted the law and the prophets were a sacred school of the knowledge of God and the conduct of the spiritual life for the whole world so great indeed were the goodness and the love of God yet men bowed down by the pleasures of the moment and by the frauds and illusions of the evil spirits did not lift up their heads towards the truth so burdened were they with their wickednesses that they seemed rather to be brute beasts than reasonable men reflecting the very likeness of the word. Let's pause a moment. Athanasius says here that they did not lift up their heads towards the truth. And exactly the same thing is happening today in September 2020. Let's pray a moment. Father, we... We know and understand that there's a war on truth. So, Lord, let your truth that has been crushed to the ground rise again. Father, be your holy arm, Lord. Let your holy fire fall, Lord. Come and touch us, Lord. Let your truth rise, Lord. Father, it's the truth that sets us free, Lord. We open our hearts, Lord. You've desired truth in the innermost being, Lord. Purify our hearts, Lord. Purify my heart, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Burn up any flesh or dross in my life, Lord. In our lives, Lord. Lord, we want to serve you. We want to love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Lord, let your truth and your justice and your righteousness roll down like rivers and like an ever-flowing stream. God, touch our broken world. Touch your broken world, Lord. Lord, we need your presence, Lord, like never before. We need your manifest presence, your Shekinah glory, Lord. We don't want to play games, Lord. Forgive our sin, Lord. Heal our land. Heal our world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's read on in Athanasius, section 13 on page 40. What was God to do in the face or in face of this dehumanizing of mankind, this universal hiding of the knowledge of himself by the wiles of evil spirits, was he to keep silence before so great a wrong and let men go on being thus deceived and kept in ignorance of himself? If so, what was the use of having made them in his own image? originally 
It would surely have been better for them always to have been brutes rather than to revert to that condition when once they had shared the nature of the word. Again these being sorry, again things being as they were, what was the use of their ever having had the knowledge of God? Surely it would have been better for God never to have bestowed it than that men should subsequently be found unworthy to receive it. Similarly, what possible benefit or profit could it be to God Himself who made men if when made they did not worship Him? but regarded others as their makers. This would be tantamount to his having made them for others and not for himself. Even an earthly king, though he is only a man, does not allow lands that he has colonized to pass into other hands or to desert to other rulers but sends letters and friends and even visits them himself to recall them to their allegiance rather than allow his work to be undone. How much more then will God be patient and painstaking with all his creatures that they be not led astray from him to the service of those that are not and that all the more because such error means for them shirun. And because it is not right that those who had once shared his image should be destroyed, what then was God to do? What else could he possibly do, being God, but renew his image in mankind? So that through it men might once more come to know him. And how could he do this? And how could this be done save by the coming of the very Image Himself, Image with a capital I, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Men could not have done it, for they are only made after the image. Nor could angels have done it, for they are not the images of God. The Word of God came. in his own person because it was he alone the image of the father who could recreate man made after the image in order to effect this recreation however he had first to do away with death and corruption therefore he assumed the human body in order that it 
In its death might be once for all the strife And that men might be renewed according to the image The image of the Father only was sufficient for this need Here is an illustration to prove it 